0: Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's listened to uh, the other episodes. Um, It's been a lot of fun for me. And, you know, if you enjoy it, keep listening. I'll keep cranking out the content. So I I appreciate it. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the week that was um, the last full week of spring training, really. A couple more Days left uh, before camp breaks and real baseball starts on the first. But it was an interesting week for the Pirates. Uh, a lot of moves, uh, a lot of guys being optioned. Uh, roster slowly taking shape. Uh, got uh, a few competitions still left to uh, play out and, and figure figure out who you're keeping, who you're not, and then. The big thing this week, and the thing that has had the most—I uh, don't want to say controversy, but uh, been able to get you know people worked up—is Todd Frazier opting out of his minor league deal after being told he wasn't going to make uh, the team. So we'll talk about all that more today on the Bucko Fever Podcast. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, Anchor. So. Um, first thing I'm going to talk about, and might as well just dive right in, is uh, the fact that Todd Frazier did not make the team this year. Um, he opted out of his minor league deal on uh, Friday um, after being told that he wasn't going to make the team. And I know on, on social media, a lot of people really question this move as to you know why wouldn't the Pirates, you know, keep him. But I don't think it was a automat- as automatic as a lot of people thought it would be uh, with him making the roster. And I kind of said that in my earlier uh, podcast, kind of previewing some of the upcoming things and some of the uh, competition uh, battles uh, going on. Uh, Todd Frazier was an interesting signing. Uh, I, you know, When he came in, I was like, okay, there's a, there's a good trade chip. Uh, If he performs Uh, and he hit okay in the spring, Um, I would say I I wouldn't say that he, you know, set the world on fire. But he was Todd Frazier. Um, You know, he was hitting well enough and, um, you know, 250, uh, three home runs only in 12 games. You know, a good defensive guy over at first and the third if you need him. The thing with Todd Frazier was, for me, was a question of how much would he have really played? Uh, He can only, really only play the corners, you know, third and first. The Pirates already have guys there, and I know that it probably, it could have been a straight platoon with Moran and Todd Frazier, but um, this is a, Different, different type of year. I think if it was any other year, uh, Todd Frazier makes his team automatically. But with not playing last year uh, as many games anyway, um, and not knowing how many pitchers you're going to need, I I think the Pirates at this at this time did the right thing. Uh, They opted for versatility because they know that their bench can't be as deep as they would like. You're probably looking at a four-man bench with a 14-man pitching staff. Uh that's kind of, that's that's needed really because of the innings. You need guys to take innings. You have a lot of guys that are uh that you know they they pitched last year but they didn't pitch that much. So you don't know how how they're going to fare this year, you know, how how long they can go before they're hurt or need extra rest. So I really think that's what caused them to let Frazier go. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I like Phil Evans right now more than I like Todd Frazier right now. I think Todd Frazier obviously brings pop, um, like I said earlier, you know, when the Pirates signed him, I thought, okay, this is a good, this is a good move, good veteran presence, which is the one of the arguments you you hear uh, about. You know, you, you lost that veteran presence. You have coaches. I mean, yes, it's nice to have some guy that's been there before. I think they got a taste of Frazier this spring, but I mean, they have um, Gregory Perlongo has been here for a long time. So, I don't know. I don't necessarily always buy into the veteran presence in the locker room. Uh, I think it's nice. I don't think the Pirates really need it. Um, But, Todd Frazier, I I think it, it was to the point where, what was he really going to bring back in a trade? And I also wonder if durability... Became a question because he did miss time with a with a back injury, uh, some stiffness. Now, I, if he was twenty five and had this back thing, you could you're probably more likely as a manager or GM to to let that go and see how it pans out. When you're thirty five, those type of things don't go away as quickly as they once did. Uh, Speaking from experience, now, I'm not a professional athlete. I do not (laughs) work out and keep myself in professional athlete shape. However, I know that in my mid-30s, I started to have uh, some joint pain, some back pain, and it doesn't really go away. Uh, So was that a concern? Because if Todd Frazier is going to be on this team, you need Todd Frazier to be healthy, you need him to get the at-bats, you need him to produce, because he's going to get you something via trade. If you have a question as to whether he's going to be able to be on the field as much as you originally had planned, then it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep him around over Philip Evans. Because this year, Philip Evans, this spring has hit very well. Uh, You know, he had a little uh, issue earlier with uh, a muscle, I believe it was. I forget exactly what it was earlier in the spring. But he's younger. He should be able to bounce back a little bit more quickly. And you really aren't, you need Phil Evans to play, but he wouldn't fill the same role as... Todd Frazier per se. Because you're not really looking to trade Phil Evans. You could later on down the road if he produces well enough and somebody wants him. Uh, but you have control over Phil Evans. And if he plays well and like he if he plays kind of like he did last year, or like what he's been doing in the spring. You know, he's a good guy to have around. And what you have to always remember is with the Pirates this year, it is not necessarily about the team that is going to be taking the field April 1st. It's about evaluating these guys and seeing who is going to take the field again. In, like, 2023 or 2024, Phil Evans could be around. Like, Phil Evans could be a a good bench guy. He may have earned, you know, a starting role somewhere at that point. But uh, who knows? And plus, with Phil Evans, you get a lot more versatility. Uh, He could play first, second, third, maybe short if he had to, Uh, corner outfield. Phil Evans is going to be fine in those spots. So I, I said on Twitter, I am totally fine with Phil Evans making this team over Todd Frazier. Now, Phil Evans hasn't necessarily been handed the job. I mean, it's still up in the air a little bit. Uh, Phil Evans and Wilmer Defoe are battling it out for that last bench spot. Uh, things could change at any point here th- in the next couple of days. Uh, somebody could get traded. Uh, I Adam Frazier is playing <laughs> unreal. Like stuff you haven't seen from Adam Frazier before, like in this type of stretch. Again, I know it's just spring training, but Adam Frazier is raking. Like he is making good contact. He is just he's what you would always hoped he would be. You know, if he played like this, you could put him in contention for a batting title. Now, with this with spring kind of winding down, some teams are realizing that maybe they aren't as deep as they thought or some guys really fell flat and they know that they need to get some talent in certain spots in their lineup, Adam Frazier might fit that bill. Uh, I know Frazier has been kind of tossed around. I don't know if there are any real reliable sources or if they're just, uh, you know, people speculating. But the Chicago White Sox are without a left fielder right now. We're now with uh, with injury to uh, their starter. So Adam Frazier could possibly fit it. Uh, fill that role for a team like the White Sox. You know, anybody could be calling about any number of guys over the next couple of days. So, right now, I would give Philip Evans the edge over Wil- Wilmer Defoe just by, uh, with production, because Evans is hitting uh, over 400 for the spring. Defoe is in, uh, isn't quite hitting 400, I believe he's hitting somewhere in the lines of like 270. Um, yeah, 270. So I'm going with Phil Evans. I think Phil Evans has more upside. But you, as a Pirates fan, it it is easy to get upset when they get a guy like Todd Frazier and they don't get anything out of him. But there's so much more um, involved than just uh, that. You know, was it the health issue? Uh, You know, if uh, Ben Sherrington and and Derek Shelton felt that they're not going to get what they thought they were going to get out of Todd Frazier, this was the smart move. Um, It's a shame it didn't work out because... He would have been, you know, a fan favorite. People loved him when he was mic'd up uh, a couple weeks ago. But, you know, it just just didn't work out, and that's okay. Because, like I said, the Pirates are looking to figure out what they have at the top level and who can be there to help, how each of these guys are going to help them. Whether it's going to be this guy, Philip Evans, is going to be our super utility guy. He's going to be our, our Jay Hay, our uh, Adam Frazier uh, over the next, you know, three, four years. Uh, or they're looking at guys say, okay, well, you know, this, uh, you know, taught, like uh, JT Brubaker uh, or Chad Cool. you know, they pitch really well. You get some calls on him. Are we going to have this guy? Is he going to be part of our rotation in 2023, 24? Do we have guys that will probably be better? Uh, you know, it's either going to be you're going to help us in 2023, 2024 on the field, or you're going to help us by uh, getting us a return to get guys that would continue to fuel the major league um, roster. Continue, you know, continue to bring in those prospects and see how things grow. Um, this is one of the, I've talked about it before. This is one of the exciting things for me with the Pirates this year is to pick out the little things, um, notice the progress, notice who's getting better, uh, look to see who they get for some of these guys that are, you know, doing better, um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting year if you look at that. If you think the Pirates are going to win the division, and that is your definition of success this year, you're probably going to be disappointed. So, you know, just be patient. Appreciate uh, the small things. Uh, and this will be a fun year um, going forward. So what else happened this week? Uh, it was kind of a quiet week for the Pirates in as far as performance goes. Um, as far as moving around, uh, like I said earlier, a lot of guys got optioned. Um, the roster is starting to take shape. They're down to like 35 players at this point. Um, they need to get down obviously to 26. So nine players that are currently up with them aren't going to make it. Um, and we should know probably more today. Uh, tomorrow... Uh, over the next couple of days, I think by Tuesday for the last spring training game, uh, we will probably know who, who has made it. It still might be up in the air uh, in a few spots. Uh, one of them this week was um, the uh, fourth outfielder spot. It's still kind of up in the air because Dustin Fowler... Original, I I still think it's his job, uh, but he really isn't running away with it. Uh, he's just hitting two fourteen. You know that's not very encouraging. Um, Brian Goodwin was better this week. He had a uh, the other day. He went. Two for five, but really he should have been four for five. He hammered a couple balls that kind of hung up in the wind a little bit. He probably would have had at least one home run out of that, if not two. Um, but you know he's he's batting two twelve. Fowler, um, just looking at today's, he struck out in his wanted bat so far today, uh, so he's at two oh seven. I think it's the same type of philosophy. And a way of thinking that the Pirates had with Todd Frazier. Who's going to help us more down the road? Is Fowler... Is the potential of Fowler worth keeping him on the roster? Because you're going to risk losing him. Would he slip through waivers? He might. He might, because he really hasn't produced in the majors yet. But... You know there are teams that may take a flyer on him. So, do you want to risk that? My answer is I don't know. I I, I don't know because, like I say, he hasn't he hasn't produced a lot. Uh, but I would probably lean towards Fowler over Goodwin if I had to pick one, because uh, just like Frazier, if Todd if Todd Goodwin if Bryant Goodwin is not producing, what's he worth? to the Pirates. You know, not, not a whole lot. Uh, a Brian Goodwin batting 212 is isn't going to net you much in a trade. And one thing that is kind of unfortunate this year is that the Major League Baseball is not allowing uh, teams to trade international slot. Where the Pirates have really uh, done well with acquiring that space to to sign some some good prospects, uh, they don't have that this year. So you know, is it worth keeping Goodwin around? And again with Goodwin, he's on a minor league deal. We don't know if he has an, op out, an opt out, an opt-out like like Frazier did. Uh, he could probably I would think he probably does, but it may be one of those ones that by June first if he isn't in the majors. He can opt out or, or something like that. We just haven't heard. But that that battle, neither one of them are running away with it. Um, Goodwin's been the better hitter lately, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's probably Fowler's job. Um, so while we're kind of on that topic, and we've talked about the bench and, and Evans and Fowler... Um, The rest of the bench um, should be Eric Gonzalez will be, you know, the utility infielder uh, for the the Pirates this year. So uh, he's pretty much made the team. He's had a pretty good spring. Uh, If it wasn't for Kevin Kramer being on another planet right now, I think Gonzalez would probably be your starting shortstop. Uh, But you can't take Kevin Newman out of the equation. He's just hitting like I've never seen anybody hit before. Uh, with the, the back, the, uh, last bench spot is the backup catcher. I think it's still Tony Walters because he is a minor league free agent. Um, I don't know if that he's necessarily hit better. Um, Then Michael Perez, but Perez has an option. Uh, Walters is really, he's kind of like Stallings in a way, where he's really good with these young pitchers. Uh, He loves talking pitching. He loves helping guys figure stuff out. Uh, So the Pirates right now do not have an open spot on the 40-man. However, Stephen Brault will be put on the 60-day DL, I would think. That would clear a spot for Walters. There's going to be a couple spots. A spot will need cleared if they decide to go with Goodwin. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that. Like I said, I think they'll probably go with Fowler. Uh, After Goodwin, the only other... There's a couple other guys from the uh, non-roster invitee list that are kind of in play. And it gets interesting with a 14-man pitching staff, and that would be uh, Chase and Shreve and Chase DeYoung. Um, Those guys have pitched really well, and and Clay Holmes. Um, All three of those guys have pitched very well uh, this spring. So you add those three guys to a mix of guys on the roster that are pitching very well, and there's going to be some tough decisions uh, to be made, especially going with that six-man rotation. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what they figure out there. So you figure, you know, Keller, Cool, Tyler Anderson, JT Brew Trevor Cahill. And I would think Will Crow. Um, I personally give Crow a serious look. Uh, I mean, Cahill might need to stretch out a little more. So maybe you can wait on actually getting him a start for a little bit. Uh, you can pitch out the pen if he had to. So those are my six starters. So that leaves eight different guys. So I'm looking at Crick. Michael Feliz, Luis Ovedo, probably. Um, I I think, you know, with the Rule 5 uh, pick, and, you know, I think he's looked interesting. Uh, He doesn't look totally outmatched, even though we've only seen him twice, but uh, still some encouraging stuff there. Uh, I think he's there. And, of course, Chris Stratton and... Uh, Richard Rodriguez. So there's five guys, at least three spots. And right now in camp, you have those three guys I mentioned, Holmes, Shreve, and DeYoung. Uh, But you also have Jeff Hartlieb, Sam Howard, uh, all going for for that spot, and uh, David Bednar. Um, I think Bednar makes it. Originally, I would have said, he would have been, originally, I did say that he should be sent down, um, uh, or not should, but would be sent down in order to get, uh, Edgar Santana, uh, some work. That was, like, two days before Edgar Santana absolutely blew up, um. And then didn't look good in his next downing after that. So he's already out of the picture down in in AAA. So Bednar, I think, gets one of those three spots. Um, So now, I think the odd man, I think one of the odd men out, I think it's Jeff Hartlieb. Uh, Because he has options available, I believe he'll be sent down. And... I don't know. I kind i i I, sh- I can't decide if I want if I think the pirates will go with Sam Howard because of what he did last year, or if Sam Howard, who has options, uh, would get sent down to give Jason Shreve a look. Jason uh, Shreve has looked okay. This has looked good this spring. He had one really rough outing, but other than that, you know, he is a minor league free agent. He is a veteran. You know, if he pitches well for them for the year, you know, they could trade him. Um, but then that leaves, you know, Clay Holmes and Chase DeYoung on the outside looking in. And I'm not, I, I don't I don't know what to do with Chase DeYoung. Uh, I don't think he makes, I think if you keep him up, then you send Will Crow down or Brubaker down. But the thing with DeYoung is, he is a minor league free agent, so you have to add him to the roster. To the roster, would it be better to just have him waiting in the wings in AAA? So, like, if and when, really, when you need another starter, um, you call him up because if he comes up, you don't want to give him spot starts because you're going to risk sending him back down, but um, and putting him through waivers. So. I don't know what they do here. It's going to be interesting because that last spot, I think, comes down to probably Howard and Shreve because they're going to want at least one lefty in the bullpen. So, um, again, we should have a better idea how the roster is shaping up. Um, today I wouldn't be surprised a, a guy or two are, you know, sent to the minor league camp today. I, over the next couple days, well, obviously we're going to have to figure out, uh, what they're doing, but, um, it'll, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think the Todd Frazier thing really kind of gives you a good idea of how Ben Ben Sherrington and Derek Shelton kind of operate. You know, no nobody's just gonna get a spot um because they've been in the league a while and they are a veteran, um, in hopes that you can trade them. I think if they're not performing and you you know, you obviously you're not gonna get anything for them in a trade. Is it best just to cut your losses now, let them go and go with what you have in camp? So I don't know. I, I argue that Clay Holmes has Clay Holmes has looked like you always wanted like the pirates always wanted Clay Holmes to look uh, you know he was such a such a good prospect for them coming up um and he just injury and control issues never got ironed out, but the injury bugs behind him, and what we're seeing now is. The real Clay Holmes. He might be worth a roster spot right now. He is out of options, so like if he does falter, uh, you risk losing him. So, we'll, yeah. I mean, it. We'll know here in the next couple days. So, how, how are the starters? Looking for the pirates this year, uh, you know we kind of know who we're getting already. Um, in each position, how are they doing? You know, how have they how did they do this week, um, especially, and overall, the the starting position players uh, look like they're ready to go. Um, the one. One of the ones that is a little troublesome is Polanco. Um, Polanco (laughs) is in the uh, little time this spring that we've seen him. He looks like, like classic Polanco with peaks and valleys. Right now he's kind of in a valley. He was red hot, hammering the ball. When he does make contact, he hits the ball very hard. But if that ball's got a little bit of break to it, um, it's still still throwing him off. So you hope that you know he doesn't have like the real long deep valleys that he had in the past. But you know he's right there, you know, in one. You know he hasn't hit very well this week. Um, he had a hit yesterday with an RBI, but it was like a bloop, uh, a bloop single that, you know, maybe would have, should have been caught, but the other guy who isn't um, really impressing with the bat, and he's not a guy that you expect a lot from with the bat, but it's uh, Jacob Stallings. Um, Stallings is hitting uh, 172, and I'm... With all the other starters, that's definitely the lowest average on the team. Uh, My one fear with Stallings has been what if he regresses uh, offensively. Great defensively, um, you can't argue that. Probably one of the better defensive catchers in the game. But if that bat slips and he goes, you know... Down below his his standard production of, you know, hitting about two fifty. You know that's not what you want to see. Like you need Stallings to um, hit a little bit more. You're not looking for a batting title out of uh, out of Stallings, but you need him to be around that two fifty mark. Again, this year, does it really matter? Probably not, but for Stallings to stick and be here longer, it will matter eventually. Um, he's here this year because he's the veteran catcher, um, You know, knows his pitching staff very well. They're all still relatively young guys. Um, Stallings is there to handle them. Next year, probably the same thing. Um, I could see Stallings get, getting traded if a team is is uh, really in need of, of catching help. Um, and he is hitting his normal 250 ish. But he needs to, if he wants to continue to be the starting catcher in 2022, 2023, he needs to hit more. Because at that point, I believe the Pirates will have probably acquired um, a catching prospect with a better bat. Um, You know, they do have uh, Rodriguez, who they got from the Mets. He is nowhere near uh, the majors. So we're not going to see him until, you know, 2024, probably uh, 2023, maybe, but 2024 is probably realistic. So Stallings has time, but, you know, if the Pirates make a big jump forward and a bunch of their prospects come up and are successful, uh, he's, he's going to need to, to be, not see any regression offensively. Um, that's what I worry about with him. Um, as far as the rotation goes this week, um, not too bad, uh, I know Mitch Keller goes today and so far he's in the second and has walked four guys hasn't given up any runs, but that's not encouraging uh, with the walks. But the rest of the pitching has been been decent. Tyler Anderson has been pitching very well. Um, Chad cool. Had a Chad Cool outing yesterday. He Did only go two innings. Uh, I think I believe they said on the broadcast that he uh, went and finished out in the bullpen, which is to be expected. Um, I think Cool could end up being your opening day starter, um, but you know, one hit, one run, a couple walks. Um, that's that's standard. Chad Cool, two strikeouts. I mean, he he gets the job done, but if he starts giving up walks. That normally leads to runs off of him. Um, Will Crow followed him up and went two innings. Uh, one hit, a walk, and two K's, no runs. I mean, you can't really ask for too much more out of Crow. Um, so, those guys have pitched uh, relatively well this week. Um, so, We'll see we'll see how the rest of the rotation pans out. I still want to see more from Cahill. Um Bruebaker uh pitched well in his in his start, um, but you know, had a Brubaker inning where things kinda started to slip on him a little bit. But all in all, um it was one of the. It was the best outing he had this spring. He went five, um, gave up three runs on three hits, a walk, and six Ks. Uh, Brubaker had been hit pretty hard this spring, um, so that was encouraging to see him um, be able to pitch that mu- that long, and um, really kind of you know keep everything under control. Um, so I like I like that he that he's showing the the improvement as the spring goes on. So those are that's what we've seen out of the starters. Um, you know, I already talked about the good ones. Hayes continues to hit, although he's cooled off a little bit. Frazier continues to hit. Newman continues to hit. Alford has hit pretty well. Uh, Brian Reynolds has really come on. Colin Moran is Colin Moran. Two two fifty, ish. You know, he's exactly who you think. Uh, you know, hopefully he. Can do better as the season goes on uh, um right now he's only hitting two twenty six for the spring um, but um i think I, I think that'll get you know he'll be better um, in the in the regular season obviously so um, so yeah well i'm excited for opening day i'll we'll probably have a couple more podcasts this week um to preview the final roster and then um, a special opening day edition Thursday. So um, get ready for some, some real baseball. So that's our show for today. I appreciate you uh, giving it a listen. Um, You know, check me out on uh, social media, Um, Twitter. I'm at, um, I actually just changed it, uh, Bucko Fever Pod. Um, so I try to tweet cool articles that I find, um, different points of view about the Pirates uh, that I find might be useful. Uh, I don't know if I've really said this before, but my, my goal is to kind of help people, help fans be a little bit more informed um, of the Pirates and not get sucked into the, the knee jerk reactions and the negative um, takes. Um, That are plastered everywhere. Um, There's a lot going on here with the Pirates. And a lot to get excited about. Uh, So check out my blog. BuckoFeverPodcast.com I will be posting stuff. Again uh, early this week. uh, With season preview type things. Um, So check it out. And again. I appreciate you listening. Uh, Have a. Have a good week, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.